Today, we are going to show you how to eliminate the game of chasing clients and how to create more sales. If you're a business owner, sales representative, or just trying to build relationships, you need to stop what you're doing, as our guest today is the founder of the trust-based selling movement. I'm Devin Hers. Welcome to this week's DMC Marketing Nugget. Well, if you don't want to improve your sales, I would recommend that you keep scrolling because on this episode, we have the world's number one authority on trust-based selling, CEO of Unlock the Game. It's an honor to have you here today with us all the way from Australia. Welcome, Ari Galper. Thank you. Appreciate being here. It's a, a true honor. As uh, you know, Ari, you are someone that I looked up to probably 15, almost 20 years ago now and uh, got a chance to meet you and do some work together. So just an honor to have you here. You're always filled with great insight about improving sales. I'd uh, love to hear a little bit uh, about your background and how you really got started into the whole focusing on the sales game. Sure, so I'm originally from California, from San Diego. I now live in Australia and Sydney. Been here 20 years, my wife online, and uh, moved out here 20 years ago. So got, still got the accent, but got both passports. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a story behind this concept that kind of um, pushed me into this sort of um, zone of trust-based selling, and I'll walk you through it now briefly. Uh, about 20 years ago, I was a sales manager in a software company, and we launched the first online website tracking uh, software to track um, uh, website statistics. Now it's called Google Analytics. But it was free back then, and um, we launched the first on the first tool. Uh, the opportunities that were big leads came across my desk, and this one contact called their office. I got the lead, and I called the person back. We had a good conversation. Uh, he's with a big company, and such a, a big enough company. If I close this one sale, we'll double the revenue in one transaction. That's how big it was. So we were pretty excited about this opportunity. He agrees to a conference call uh, and a demo on the following week. So the week finally came. Four o'clock Friday afternoon, I'll never forget it. I go in the conference room with my CEO and a closed door behind me, big long conference table in front of us. There's a speakerphone in the middle of the table and um, you know the old school ones with a starship, looks like the starship on there, three <laughs> lights on it. <laughs> and I reach over, hit the on, on button and uh, dial the number and he picks it up. He says, hey Ari, I said, how's it going? Uh, and he says to me, Ari, let us tell you who's with us on the, on the line today. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Who else is there? Next thing I hear is, my name is Mike, I'm CEO. I was like, ooh, this is good. My name is Chris, I'm head of IT. This is even better. My name is Julie, I'm head of global marketing. This is amazing. Like everybody on this call was basically a decision maker. Like, right. Devin, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen today. Like, cause we're all there in one spot. So I introduced myself and what we do. Then I began to give them a live demo over the web of our services. And I'm showing this to them live and, and using their websites as, as examples. And so I started hearing these noise on the phone call, like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. I can't believe this. This is fantastic. How, do, how much does it cost? Well, they start asking me all kinds of questions. Of course, I had all the answers. I mean, I was competent and I understood a product. I mean, there was so much chemistry on this phone call. It was like a love fest on the phone. The dream. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the dream call. Yeah. Yeah. They got the questions. You got the answers. You're saying to yourself, this is like so good. And literally the call goes by, it's like an hour goes by. There's such an amazing call. They're loving it. I'm loving it. They're happy. I'm happy. Call comes to a close. My guy says to me, Ari, this is great. We love it. Give us a call a couple of weeks, follow up with us, and we'll move this thing forward. 
I said to myself, oh, yes, perfect. So I said my goodbyes. I took my arm and I reached for the speakerphone in the middle of the table. As I'm raising for the off button, by complete accident, I hit the mute button but instead of the off button. They were right next to each other. And I clicked the wrong button and a small click happened. And they thought I hung up the phone. And that split second, <laughs> a voice inside of me says, Ari, go to the dark side. Be a fly in the wall. Go where no one's ever gone in the world of sales before. And I pulled my thumb back for a couple of seconds. They started talking amongst themselves, thinking I had left the call. So what would you expect? Not a trick question. I know you know the story, but what would you expect yeah. I should have heard on this call after all that? Yeah, I mean, it sounded like everything was moving in the right direction. So you would think they're talking about how they're going to move forward with you. Exactly. That's what you expect to hear. Things like, hey, it looks good. Let's move forward. But let me share with you what I heard word for word while we're all here today. Yeah. And what they said was this. They said, we're not going to go with him. Keep using him for more information and make sure we shop someplace else cheaper. Mm -hmm. Knife and heart twist. I was in a, seven, in a state of shock. I, I could not believe it. I mean... I, I hit the off button and I looked at the wall and I said to myself, what did I do wrong? I was professional. I wasn't aggressive. I was competent. I answered the questions. And the first big idea hit me, and that was this, that somewhere along the way, it has become socially acceptable not to tell the truth right. to people who sell, right? Happens a lot, yep. It's okay to say things like, sounds good, send me information. Oh, we're definitely interested. Wait, send us a proposal without any intention of what? Purchasing. <laughs> exactly, moving forward. And then I had this big epiphany and I asked myself, why were they afraid to just tell me the truth? I would have been okay either way. And I realized that moment, there's this invisible kind of river of pressure that flows underneath every sales conversation you have with somebody. And if you don't remove that pressure from the process, it's invisible. Now they can't right. see it, you can't see it, but if you aren't aware of it, then what will happen is, They'll always put their guard up, just give you just enough to chew on, and you'll end up chasing what I call ghosts, people who make you chase them for an answer. And you spend all this time and energy in a very dysfunctional relationship with these people and never making the sales that you want. So we shifted our whole mindset. We had a whole new way of thinking around this 20 years ago where our goal is not to focus on the sale anymore. Our goal is to focus on deep trust to build this moment of vulnerability because they feel comfortable opening up to you in the beginning and telling you where you stand. So you don't guess and hope and play the numbers game down that road. That became our whole unlock the sales game mindset from years ago. And now we have a huge following and, and a lot of success stories about people who have made the mindset shift. Yeah, you have worldwide success stories and, and you wrote the book on unlocking the sales game. So let's go ahead and start there. What does that actually mean, unlock the sales game? What that means is releasing yourself from the old conditioning, the old brainwashing, the old way you've been thinking and taught to do things around chasing people, persuading them, showing your credibility, trying to make it all about you. Unlocking the sales game is about making it all about them. It's almost like a doctor-patient relationship, whether the patient, you're the doctor. How do you basically position yourself in a way where you're the one unpacking their problems and having them own the issues? Because what I discovered is this in our, in our research, that you this day and age now, your potential clients don't really care about how you solve their problem. What they care about is if you're the one to solve it or not. Okay. So the entire time they're asking themselves, do I trust him? 
do I trust him? Do I trust her? They're not asking themselves, well, how do your services work? They really don't care about that. They care about, do they trust you? And that's the whole operative word today is, I believe trust is a new currency in the economy. And if you are only focused on making the sale and moving people forward in the process and not aware of how they're taking your 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 process and how they're perceiving you, you're gonna keep chasing the, in the numbers game. Oh yeah, we, we've all been there chasing people, not sure if they're gonna purchase. You think you had a great presentation and it turns out the opposite way. Uh, so it's just incredible to hear is like, how do we go about and convey that trust? What are the things that we can do to convey that trust? And as a business owner myself, uh, I would say it's most exciting to get fresh new leads and get more leads and we're constantly playing that game. But I know that you say focus less on the activity and more on your ideal client. So how should people go about that? So the shift here is, it's a big one, is that if you focus on conversion and less leads, Right. Then you close the bucket up in your sales process and you make more profit at the end of the game. So the way you do this is you first of all have to uh, detox from your old sales myths, your old things that you're thinking about, about what you believe sales is. And one goes to what you said a minute ago. And the first one is this one, the sales is a numbers game, right? Because yeah. the more yeah. we get, the more we get, supposedly the more sales we're supposed to make, right? That's That's the yeah. theory. Well, we discovered it's not about how many contacts you make anymore. It's about how deep you go on each conversation, how good you are at trust building, not how good you are, how many contacts you make. That's the first big flip. The second one is the idea that the sales loss at the end of the process. I'm sure you've been there before, Devin, where you had a deal pending, look positive, all the green lights, tick, tick, tick. And at the end, it just kind of like fell through. Like, like what happened? They were perfect for oh, yeah. us. Oh yeah, we definitely well, have we those. Discovered... <laughs> it's flipping it around too. It's like we thought we did great and then lose it and vice versa. So yeah, go ahead. Exactly. Well, we discovered the sales not lost anymore at the end of the process is now lost at the beginning. It's lost a hello. And I'll prove it to you right now in a fun way. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning, you pick up the phone and you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through your mind in about three seconds? It's basically all talking about them. It's over to hello. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm not suggesting, you know, everyone on this call doing outbound calls, but I will suggest and make the case today that many of your listeners or viewers are losing their opportunity, not at the end of the process. They're losing it at the beginning of the process, which would be a bit of shocking when you hear what I'm telling them today. And the last one's the idea that rejection is part of the sales game. You have to accept it as part of the uh, being in it. Right, like if you if you're not tough enough, you can't take a no. If you're not thick-skinned, you're not made for success. A lot of gurus out there still teach that. Hey, get out there, be tough. Well, you know, we discovered we discovered that rejection is triggered by certain things you'd say and do unconsciously that cause the other person to push back on you and make you chase them. We'll talk about that today as well. Okay, great. And yeah, I would say one of those unconscious things are selling our solutions. We all like to talk about ourselves, tell people what we do, but I know that decreases your chances of closing a sale. Um, so the mind shift, shift there um, to really increase close rates, what would that be and what does that look like? So that starts with uh, shifting your thinking and embedding new principles in how you approach people in your process. And just so you know, I've invented, as you probably know, a whole body of work around what I call trust-based languaging. 
words and phrases that replace typical sales scripts. And when you uh, match up the principles with the languaging, the magic happens. And we'll do one uh, as an example, an example to give people an idea of how this all works. So one of our core principles is the idea of always be diffusing pressure, meaning always take the pressure out of the sales conversation all the time. And how you do that is, is using our languaging. Let me give you an example, a classic one. Let's say you're on the phone with somebody for a first conversation, inbound lead, let's just say, and they're pretty qualified, good conversation, good chemistry, looks like they're a good fit, you're excited about it, and the call kind of comes to a close. What do we normally say to somebody at the end of a call like that? Not a trick question. What's a normal thing we say to people? The, the, the follow-up and check-in and all those good terms that people are used to saying, which I, I know I eliminated from our vocabulary years back due to your teachings. <laughs> yeah, how we say things like, hey, how about we move forward? How about we have a next meeting? How about you meet my team? How about a proposal? See, we're, we're conditioned to move things to where? A next step oh, forward. Yeah. That's your yeah. old conditioning. The problem yeah. with that, if you try to move somebody forward at the beginning with them and they are ready, broken right there with them. Yeah. Trust, right? So mm -hmm. same scenario, but our mindset and our languaging. Call is going well, good chemistry, could be a good fit. Call comes to a close rather than saying, hey, how about we move forward? What we say instead is this. What we say is this. We say, where do you think we should go from here? And I'll say it again. Where do you think we should go from here? Love it. Now, how does that change the dynamic of the moment? Puts them right in the driver's seat. First of all, when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Usually they're in a state of shock. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, they're not used to hearing that. It's the same old stuff. So they can't believe somebody would ask them what they think. That's unheard of in selling because they're so used to being pulled down a process they know in three seconds it's over. So when you say to somebody, where do you think we should go from here? Usually what comes out is things like, well, I, I've got one more question. Or what, what, what about this? You know what comes out? The truth. And that's the goal. The goal is to get the truth of what they're thinking so you know up front where they're at so you're not chasing a ghost. And interesting enough, when you said to somebody, they perceive you as somebody that actually cares about them. Right. What a concept. Actually yeah. caring about people. It's so missing in the world of sales these days. And so yeah, that's just one small shift there that can change everything. Yeah, and I, I think that's huge because generally I think most people do care, but they just don't know the right questions to ask. They don't know the phrases and the words to stay away from. Uh, so I know what I've learned over the years from you and other uh, people that talk about sales are just the key things and how to phrase them and what to say. I mean, even your, your change of tone there on how you ask that question just brings it back. So that's something that I love from you and I'm hoping that you can share some more nuggets like that on yep. what yep. to say and how to say it. What are some of the words and phrases yep. that we should stay away from and what are the ones that we should potentially use when we're going through a sales call? Yeah, well, you constantly, you're very observant there because you noticed the way I delivered that. You noticed when yeah. I said, where do you think we should go from here? Yeah. Notice the tonality, how, how even it is, how I slow things down how I create space. See, in sales, we're so caught up in momentum. We're, we get excited about the opportunity. We can't help ourselves but to go, hey, 
where do think we should go from here? We're, we're, we're so jacked up for the next step because, you know, we're, we, put, we, we carry what we call sales armor on. We leave home. We say goodbye to our kids and our family. We put this armor around us. We get ready for battle. We go to work. We're like, yeah. we're superhero. And we're ready for the battle with the energy. We're amp, we amp ourselves up. And the minute you do that, when people sense that you're not authentic, when you're not God. yourself, and you're trying to put momentum in the process, you've lost it right there. And it's all unconscious. It all comes from our old conditioning, from the old gurus who taught us to be enthusiastic, who taught us to move people forward, who taught us to linearly move them to a next step. That's all wrong. It doesn't work anymore because the market already knows these games. They know the steps. They know the they, the minute they sense that you're part of that group, they associate you with the negative sales person stereotype. And I'm not suggesting your people are aggressive. I'm just suggesting that it's very possible that they could be prematurely jumping in too early in the process and breaking trust in the beginning. So that's kind of one core example. Let's try another one, uh, which was more examples in there. Um, our, our second core principle is the idea of what we call always be getting to the truth of people. Now, what does that mean, getting to the truth? What that means is Build enough trust with somebody at the beginning of your process so they feel comfortable opening up to you and telling you the truth of where they stand. So you're not playing a game with them. They're not giving you breadcrumbs, just enough to kind of chew on for you to get excited about them, which doesn't exist anyway. So let me give you an example of this. I recently had someone call my office and they got through my team. They got to me, unscheduled call, and I pick up the phone and I hear Mr. Galper. I said, yes, uh, my name is John Johnson, change the name. I'm with XYZ Company, they're a real big company. He says, I, you know, I, we're looking to bring someone in to change our sales performance and our culture. We're looking at you and two other people. We'd like to know, first of all, why should we go with you? Why are you the best? And give me your best sales pitch. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Perfect person to ask for that one, right? <laughs> right, because he's in the game. He's got his armor on. He's ready for the battle. And I, I, I'm not in that space because I'm in a different mindset, right? So I, I, I lowered my voice. I got censored, I relaxed, uh, and I said this to him. I said, well, isn't that interesting? He was probably like, what? And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and I took a deep breath and I paused, and I said to him, over here at our company, we have a similar process to you, where we ask some questions, gather information to see if we're a good fit, and if we're a good fit, we decide where to go from there. And I said to him, would you be open to that? That's all I said to him. Next thing I heard in the phone, Devin, not a word, dead silence. <laughs> then he like breathed across the phone, like he lowers his shoulders. I could see he became human again, he, like a normal person. He lowers his voice and he says to me, um, okay, what kind of questions do you have for me? Next thing I discover, one, he's not a decision maker. Two, he has no budget. And three, he's just curious as to what I do. So off he went to free stuff. I hung up the phone. Now, what did that just save me months of, Devin? Uh, time, time, which is something that I know on the sales process can take weeks and for some people months. So being able to do that right up front, that just saved you a ton of time and effort. Yeah, save me uh, months of stress, of right. chasing. There's actually this drug in our bodies and it's latent but it's triggered with inbound calls like that. You know what it's called? It's called hopium. <laughs> you know the hopium drug? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's well, you get so excited. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the one drug people need to kick, huh? <laughs> that's right. We get so excited. We call them up. We follow up with them. We get their voicemail. We're like, what? He's not there. And we go to our laptops and we, we, we go to our email. We type in, hi, I'm writing you to what? To follow up. Follow up. Check and I'm going to ask all your viewers right now. Here it comes. I'm going to ask all your listeners to take an oath with me, a verbal oath. After this viewing, to never, ever again in your career use the phrase follow up ever again as of today. Yeah, What's the that. only that's, that's, industry yeah. in the world that uses that word follow up? Go ahead, hit me up. <laughs> sales, sales. Right, right. So we're to we're totally that, that you, know, you hear follow up, it's immediately sales. Checking in, it's immediately sales call, sales email. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 chasing them. Hey, just call on a follow-up proposal. Hey, just call on like that's all part of the stereotype people hate. All they're thinking about is all he cares about is moving the sale forward towards his goal of commission, not to help me. So let me give you the phrase to use instead of follow-up. And here it is from all right from our program. What you say instead is, is you say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on our proposal. See, feedback's going away from the sale, not towards the sale. The whole goal here is to remove the momentum so you yourself are not creating the next step, but they on their own move it forward. And that's the whole key around this whole way of thinking, which is very contrarian, I know. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's it's a, totally have to detox your brain on some of the things that we were taught and the way that you're currently selling. So I, I think those are amazing nuggets to understand that a simple phrase like that, a simple word can completely kibosh a deal. Totally. Yeah, we're we, you know, interesting. Think about it. Your prospects have a problem. You have the solution. Straight line of sight. So what messes up in between? We, us. We fumble the ball because we try and sell, we try and promote, we try and show case studies. We're doing everything from the 1980s that they know they're about to expect. And the minute they see that or they hear that from you, they position you, they pigeonhole you as a stereotype and they treat you like a commodity, make you chase them. So true. Yeah. And that's the one thing that we need to avoid because the time is, is money and spending that time to chase people will drive you nuts and give you some of the gray hairs that I'm uh, sporting right now. So uh, I think you've probably saved me a lot of gray hairs because these are tactics that I learned from you way back when uh, and have definitely helped us close uh, dozens, if not even hundred sales over the years, uh, just by implementing some of those tactics into how we sell. And, and every once in a while, I will catch myself falling back to the old ways. Um, so if there was maybe one more thing that you would have done differently or one more bonus nugget that you want to share with the business owners and salespeople out there, what would that be, Ari? I would say that, and this, I'm going to drop a bomb right now, if that's okay with Please. you. Um, All right. I'm gonna, we've been taught in sales for many, many years that our goal is to build a relationship with someone in the sales process. We gotta get them to like us, to know us. And we try to chum it up with, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Hey, how's it, what? Yeah, hey, it's, we spend a lot of time working on relationship building, but you know the truth is, they don't wanna become your friend. They know it's fake anyways. And what I discovered is this, that relationship building and trust building 
are mutually exclusive, meaning you can remove the relationship building part altogether and just focus on trust building only. Diagnosing their problem like a doctor and a patient, and I've got a new bumper sticker I'm working on right now. You know what it's gonna say on it? It's gonna say, doctors don't do coffee. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so it. I tell my clients, stop building relationships pre-sale. Build it once they're a client, not before. The minute you start mixing the whole social thing, then all of a sudden they don't feel obligated to the next step and now you're chasing people. Gotcha. Okay. So really that relationship building should not happen. I mean, of course you want to be nice and genuine, but that relationship side of things really happens after that sale is made. Yeah. You want to have bedside manner like a doctor. You want to have empathy as well and be yourself, but you don't want to add it into the mix because like you feel like you have to because you were taught that way to do it because they don't, they don't really want to be your friend anyway. They just want to look, all they care about is they can trust you enough to solve their problem. Very true. I mean, that's it. And it's very hard to find trustworthy people out there. So if you can get through that, that is going to really help you increase your sales close rates and, and just give you those opportunities that sometimes you were not getting in the past. So uh, I just love everything that you teach. It's always been an honor to, to learn from you and, and continue studying what you have going on. I know you've got a, a new book coming out real soon as well. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, a new book next year called The One Call Sale. Okay where I figured out how to, how to compress the sales cycle from multiple steps to one single trust-based conversation. Okay. Can I get a, a pre-copy of that? Because I want that right now. <laughs> It'll be on my list for a rollout next year for sure. Right. But Perfect, I do appreciate that now for my private clients. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I think that ties into even just um, how you're showing up. So if you're a podcast guest, um, if you potentially have a new prospect that you're working, you're sending out things to build trust. I mean, I received a box and, you know, Ari's wrote a good handful of books here um, that I received and uh, I've read a couple of these already and I'm going to read the rest that I haven't and I'm looking forward to that new book. But I would say anyone out there, your business owner, sales rep, we're all trying to improve our sales game and increase sales. Uh, so how should people get a hold of you? Best thing is just to go to unlockthegame.com which is our main site, but in there is a free intro course. It gives you more insights, more languaging, which is unlockthegame.com slash webinar. And of course, on LinkedIn, I'm very active there. I've got a show there called uh, Stump the Guru. It's a live stream show you can jump on and try to stump me with your toughest sales question live on the show. That's awesome. Anything else you want to share with our audience today? Look, I think the big idea is this. As you all know, the world has changed. And so is your potential clients. Their psychology has changed. And so my, I implore you to basically stop selling and start creating trust instead. If you don't shift your mindset now, you'll be left behind. I hope everyone out there really takes that advice. And again, I've admired you for close to 20 years now. We use a lot of those tactics. I learned from you, even teach some of our clients the tactics that you taught us. So it's just been great to have you and, and such insightful nuggets that you gave our audience. So thanks again for joining us today, Ari. It's been a pleasure. Great to see you again, Evan. Absolutely. And be sure to share, like, and subscribe for more DMC Marketing Nuggets and visit dmcmarketingnugget.com to view all our past episodes. Here's to your success.